Welcome to Chip Chat Conversations in the Cloud, a weekly podcast with IT leaders who are driving the future of a software-defined infrastructure-based data center. Good morning, good afternoon, or good evening, wherever you may be in the world. My name is Jake Smith, and welcome to Chip Chat Conversations in the Cloud. I'm joined today by Ur Tigli, CTO of Minio. Uh, welcome to the show, Ur. Thank you. Thank you. Great to be here, Jake. So, or, you know, our listeners would really like to know a little bit more about Minio. It's a, a very popular uh, cloud-native object storage solution. So can you tell, tell us a little bit about the history of Minio uh, and your involvement in uh, the development of the technology? So essentially, Minio is a high-performance Amazon S3-compatible cloud-native object storage server. We've been working on Minio for about three years, and the core Minio team also was involved with GlosterFS, which was a file system acquired by Red Hat, and now it's Red Hat Storage. And the same founders, as well as the core team, see the opportunity with Amazon starting S3 and S3 becoming the de facto storage interface for cloud-native architectures and started to build a solution that's high-performance, Amazon S3 compatible, and by nature, cloud-native from the goals of the design and a minimalist design in their software developed and the way that they develop the features. As you said, Minio is very popular. It's widely deployed across the world. We have about 59 million plus Docker pools as of today. And also GitHub stars are something that we are very proud of from the community. We have a very vibrant community and we are up to more than 10,000 GitHub stars at this point. That's outstanding. Tell me a little bit about your background. What led you to Minio? So I come from the client side or the customer side to this world of startups and storage. All my career, I've been involved in storage from being an analyst to being an executive manager at Bank of America. I was responsible for leading the infrastructure engineering team at Bank of America. And also, as a personal career goal, I wanted to be involved with a new company, new challenge, new startup. And that kind of led me to look at different opportunities in the startup community. And when I met Minio founder AB and Grima, I basically understood where they are going. And I really liked the people at Minio and what they were doing as a technology. That kind of made me steer towards this opportunity and my role as of last summer, I joined Minio and responsible for basically being the translator, given my background from the customer side to the engineering side at Minio. And I'm trying to help our customers achieve their business objectives by basically using the best possible Minio technology available. Let's talk a little bit about cloud-native object storage and what are the benefits? In terms of the modern enterprise IT, as I call it, Microservices and ATI are two clear features within the cloud-native architecture. So in essence, when you have very demanding business needs, the development community or the developers within large enterprise needs to act very fast. They have to be very agile, and they have to have flexibility. So if you look at the storage interface, for example, S3 is the de facto standard. And if you're using Minio, which is very much Amazon S3 compatible and compliant, the developer can develop using the Minio SDK or the S3 SDK 
And the code written against this API can be transported across multiple clouds, multiple environments, and you don't really have to worry about having a lock-in, and you don't have to worry about trying to deal with homogeneous environments where you have to deal with scaling up and scaling down the interfaces. This is scale horizontally, and you're just going to do it many small things rather than one big thing. Can you talk a little bit about what that means culturally for executives who were in your shoes just two years ago at Bank of America? So with cloud-native architecture and technologies like Minio, what we provide for persistent storage and object storage and S3-compatible ways of writing code and persisting the data, executives within large enterprises, they don't have to make a choice between public and private. They can build a private cloud using Minio, S3 compatible. And in the future, if they were to go into an AWS environment for one reason or another, they can easily take the data with them and bring it over to Amazon Cloud easily. If they have to go to Azure or Google Cloud or Alibaba Cloud or any other cloud, if we are compatible with many other clouds and we work on top of their blob storage in Azure case or in Google storage and any other interface that they will have to deal with, abstraction and the interface that Minio provides is making their life so much flexible and so much easy. And that returns as cost saving to large enterprise because they don't really have to invest into the same technologies again and again where they don't have the feature set that is required. For example, burst workloads. If they need to do a burst workload transfer out to public cloud and they have written their code against S3, you don't have to change anything with Minio. Minio will be the S3 server within private clouds. And then when they have to run it for economic reasons or for pricing reasons or for any other reason that they need to go to Amazon Cloud for a burst workload, they can easily go there. Their interface stays the same. Can you talk a little bit about where Minio has gone and the funding round and the support the industry has really put behind Minio to this point? Sure. As we talk about, Minio has been used worldwide many, many instances within the community, the Wybrand community we talk about with the 59 million Docker pools and all the GitHub stars we mentioned. On top of that, we just closed our Series A in last September, and it's about $20 million of a raise. And Intel Capital is one of our investors, and we have a series of very strong investors behind Minio. And the team is very strong at Minio. We've done this before. It's a proven technology, and the code has been one of the greatest philosophies in code development that I have experienced because it's all about minimalism and perfection and open source values that we always cherish and what brought Minio to this day and the great brand name we have in the industry and in the community. Can you talk a little bit more about being a founders-led but a community-enhanced project and why that is so important to the culture of Minio? The community is really important to a commercial and critically important software. The first example of it is the brand name. It's very powerful to build a vibrant community that everybody is supporting each other and building a grassroots brand name. We are very proud of it and we are very supportive of it. And we have many people contributing code 
They're helping us with feature sets and they're testing our code. They're working with us. The other important aspect of it is once you have a vibrant community, it makes the buyers and the large enterprises much more comfortable. This example can be seen in Kubernetes. In the early days of Kubernetes, people were not so much comfortable. But then as it evolved and the brand name got really popular and everybody started to use it and support it, it just became an ecosystem rather than just a project or open source. And the large enterprises and the larger buyers are more interested in the relevancy of the community and the relevancy of code. And when there's a security issue that the community will be seeing it first, sometimes before the customers can detect these things, the community would have already found it and reported and the issue would have been fixed before the customer even realizes. Talk a little bit about the work that Minio and Intel are doing together, if you will, for our listeners. Yeah. Intel has been a great partner for us, and Intel as a technology company and technology partner has been absolutely outstanding for Minio. First of all, the meaning of high performance for Minio, when you dial it down into the technicals, is all about erasure coding and all of the hashing algorithms that we have to do for the consistency of the data payload, for the consistency and checksums. For bit drop detection, we have to rely a lot on hashing. In this case, we really went to the details of what we can do with the CPU side of the house on Intel, and we looked at AVX512 with the Skylane processors, and essentially we used the AVX512 and literally speed up the standard hashing that we have, about 8x per core, On the other side, we have really good expectations from SSD or NAND flash. With the technology going from TLC to QLC, today it's more on the TLC side, and 3D NANDs with either 32-layer or 64-layer 3D NANDs, we are really excited that going from TLC to QLC, essentially QLC is becoming a really perfect natural fit for object storage type use cases. The density is going high, the cost is coming down, as well as the performance is increasing dramatically from one technology to another. So we are trying to change the industry perception of object storage by using these technologies very soon. So, or can you leave our listeners with an opportunity to find out more about Minio? The best place to get basic Minio information is Minio.io. And Minio is a very simple, about 20 megabytes static binary that you can simply download onto your laptop and start running and trying it out. And I encourage everybody to go to Minio.io and simply download and start using the software. Well, thank you, Or I appreciate you being on here so much and certainly looking forward to an update and having you come back. On behalf of Intel, I'd like to thank Ur Tigley, CTO for Minio. This has been Jake Smith in Chip Chat Conversations in the Cloud. Wherever you are in the world, I wish you a very good morning, good afternoon, or good evening. Mm-hmm.